on the poker show tonight. Tony G hits Gay Parry and his mouth's running wild. Tony G talks Putin. Tony G talks Helmuth. Tony G insults the French. Welcome to the Poker Show. Here's some highlights from tonight's show. I smoke shisha and I drink mint tea. The government in Russia has decided to put me on billboards <laughs> as a guy that's not uh, not paying his gas bills. The most highest profile player now in poker stars. I mean, he's the guy. I mean, forget about Daniel. I mean, it's all about Isildur now. There's a big misunderstanding there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to sit down with Mr. Putin and sort this out, you know. Thanks very much for making the shisha. It's the best shisha in Paris. Thank you. There's no doubt that the French players in general are much weaker than than other players, uh, Scandic players, for example, or Russian players, right? I mean, in general. I'm in great peril now. I'm, I'm a wanted man in Russia. My, my billboards are all over the country. It's the best place you can get uh, for shishan in Paris. I offered to poker stars that we should, we should do to the PCA. I was going to fly it in. I wanted to delay it by a week and fly into the PCA. So that people could see us both sitting next to each other playing. That would be a good sit and go. We should call for that. <laughs> Bush, Putin, Tony G, and Helmut. I'm willing to take everybody on. I'm not. I'm not bothered as long as it's stimulating and challenging. There was nothing in it, and obviously I pushed the king six late just to try to win the contest. So I smoke shisha and I drink mint tea. Tony G, poker personality of the year for 2010. Like there could be any other, and really, you know, would have been a disgrace if Tony didn't win this European award in Paris. Because who has been? A, bi- a bigger personality in 2010 of poker world than Tony G. Uh, it, you know, with the big game. Uh, have you seen that? With, with Helmuth and Negrano and the Premier League. Uh, and just the publicity he makes. Uh, just you know, wherever Tony is. Uh, his his match with Isildur, uh, which was a fan- fantastic match online. Nearly beat Isildur. You know, Tony always kind of steps it up when he has to. He's one of those men of mystery. You don't really know what his game is like. I remember talking. Der, uh, Dwan once, once sang to me with the first Premier League. He said, you know, of all the players in this Premier League, the Every single one of them is basically overrated, except for Tony G, who who Dwan thought was continually underrated. And you never know with Tony. I mean, he disappears off to Russia. Apparently, there's you know massive cash games over there. Uh, he played Isildur, nearly beat him. Uh, you know, in, in in this in this great match online. Uh, that's the way Tony G is. You know, ever since his start, and obviously Paris is his town, I mean, uh, that's where Tony G came to the fore. He was a kind of a struggling poker player. I remember one of those years I was in Paris for the WPT. That was the year of the, the great robbery when the, you know, Ivy and, and all those guys were dive mad, so diving under the tables uh, early in the morning in the cash game when the aviation was robbed. But Tony G got to the final table, head up against Surinder Sunar, who, who beat him basically by, by staying silent the whole time. Um, the it was so raucous in there. Uh, you know, Tony basically knocked out everybody on that final table. Uh, you got to watch it on YouTube. Berating them. I remember he got Peter Roach uh, to put all his money, massive amount of money, with, with Ace-10 because Tony had just abused him mercilessly. And 
the, the final table the year before that was uh, when Howard Lederer got knocked out, refused to shake Tony G's hand because he was so incensed with with Tony's behavior. But that is that is Tony G. A lot of people, you know, uh, and and I have to confess, I'm I'm the same way. First time I met Tony G, I thought this guy has got to be stopped. He must be bad for poker. Nowadays, I don't know if there's anybody I'd want to watch more playing poker than Tony. He has so much fun when he's having fun. He makes the game so much fun. And you just never know what you're going to get from him. He can play good. He can play bad. <laughs> he's up. He has a lot of fun. Plenty here with Tony G, including him sounding off on the, this billboard that in Russia with his uh, picture on it that says he, um, he hasn't paid his gas bill. So we'll be back with Tony G in Paris. Hi, I'm Roland DeWolf, Triple Crown winner, and this is The Poker Show with Mickey Dane. I mean, Jesse May. Hey, Jesse, it's Kim Lansing here. If you don't have a Party Poker account, sign up today using the bonus code POKERSHOW and we'll match your first deposit up to $500. That's $400 more than normal, but you have to use the bonus code POKERSHOW. Already got a Party Poker account? We've got something for you, too. An exclusive reload bonus. Redeposit using the bonus code POKERSHOW50 and we'll match your deposit up to $50. I caught up with Tony G in a couple of places in, in Paris, and I've caught up with a couple places in london too if you if you're gonna catch up with tony g these days uh odds are he, he may be in a in a, a smoking the shisha uh, and you, you know the the shisha if you don't know these uh, these hookah pipes they have in some of these uh, uh arabic uh, lounges and cafes you know the iranian cafes around different towns uh where they smoke these big water pipes with flavored tobacco uh so we did meet Tony G in a, in a shisha bar uh, around the corner from the aviation. Uh, I think his flavor was grape, uh, as, as, it, as it turns out. But uh, just here's – he was doing a, a video block. Anyway, here's Tony G on, uh, on smoking the shisha. Can I have a, a tea? No sugar. Just turn around and get some, get some, get some shisha around. Welcome to the Tony G vlog. I'm in Paris here, next door to the Aviation Club de France, where I've been cleaning up for many, many years. I'm at my favorite shisha place in Paris. It's a Persian place. It's very nice. It's called Jet Set, Rue Washington. It's the best place you can get uh, for shisha in Paris. So make sure you come and visit me here sometimes. I'm here every day. I'm very, very punctual. I haven't missed a day of shisha. Oh. So I smoke shisha and I drink mint tea. It's, it's perfect. It's a perfect place. Thanks for the, for the folks here who have me. I really appreciate it. And thanks very much for making the shisha. It's the best shisha in Paris. Thank you. Check out. He smokes the shisha and drinks mint tea. That's that's Tony G's life. And if you've ever tried one of those shishas, uh, they're they're pretty big commitment. They're these these massive pipes. You know, it's it's completely legal. The tobacco's flavored, and it's you know a big water water pipe, and they they bring over the hot embers and that sort of thing. Uh, it it takes a lot of commitment because you know it, it must take like an hour, two hours to finish one of those things. Uh, so that's a that's a lot of smoke. Uh, but but. You know, Tony's very committed, does it every day. And it's amazing, actually, because he looks so healthy. But what I really wanted to ask him about in that cafe was about this uh, this billboard. Now, it, it was something that just kind of got dismissed on one of the, the forms uh, a, a couple weeks ago. And basically, somebody there, there's some billboards all over some towns in uh, Lithuania or, or Russia, uh, which have pictures of Tony G on them and are accusing him of not paying his gas bill. I mean, 
how ludicrous is this? So, uh, first of all, a lot of people thought they weren't real. Turns out they are real. Tony G knows about them. Uh, here's how what, what he had to say about these uh, these billboards uh, with the Russian government after Tony G. Tony, there's there's something going on in the performs right now. Someone found a billboard of you, and it was it, for, it was from Moscow. You saying it? No, it was from Saratov in Russia. Yeah. So the, the, right. the, the government in Russia has decided to put me on billboards <laughs> as a guy that's not uh, not paying his gas bills. So the, the Russians are charging us a lot in gas. Right. The, the Russians are charging the Lithuanians. Yeah, well, Lithuania buys the gas from Russia, and we're the highest paying country in the world for gas. We pay the most for gas out of anyone in the world from Russia, and we're the closest to Russia. It's, it's unbelievable. And now, it's not enough, now I'm in, on billboards in Russia. So you're not paying out of principle or something like that? No, I've been paying my bills. <laughs> it's, not, it's not true. I've been paying all my bills. I'm not behind one bill. Are you the biggest gas buyer in Lithuania or something? No, but they're saying I'm not paying my bills in Russia. So. Right. There's a big misunderstanding there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to sit down with Mr. Putin and sort this out. You know, this is this is unfair to have my face blasted all over Russia as a guy that's avoiding gas bills and council taxes. I mean, I think that they've gone a little bit too far now. Uh, is there a chance that you could like go to Moscow and get get taken by the Secret Service, uh, the KGB, off the plane or something like that? Well, there's a big chance. I mean, anything can happen to me. I'm, I'm, I'm in great peril now. I'm, I'm a wanted man in Russia. My, my billboards are all over the country. But, you know, I, I, like, I like those odds, and I like to take it on, you know, because it's, it's fun. So, yeah, if, if I go missing, everybody will know. It's the Russian government. So you must be like a folk hero in Lithuania for, for sticking it to the Russian government, though. Don't they know how much money? Didn't you donate all of your winnings in, in Moscow tournament to the children's orphanage there and that sort yeah, of thing? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's an orphanage in uh, Leninsky Prospect that, like, for special kids that I, when I won the Moscow Millions, I renovated the whole orphanage. So, I mean, but still, they're after me. I they're guess. ungrateful. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened, but there is a misunderstanding. Maybe it's a misunderstanding. And just... I can't believe, can believe they picked Tony out. Of all the people, have you seen it? There's billboards all over the place. It's, it's amazing. All Ralph it's all Ralph Perry's and like, and, and like the, the government say that we use actors, but we can't use real people, so we use an actor. No one asked me, no one even called me to ask, can we use your image? <laughs> so that's unbelievable that they would use me. <laughs> and there's no patch, there's nothing. I mean, at least I could have had a patch. <laughs> but there's no patch, there's nothing on it. There, there I am, you know. Oh, there's, there is me there, up on a billboard, not paying my bills. Unbelievable. Can you believe that? I'm going to send Zasko in now. I don't think we can win it against the Russians. Is there, do, you have an, do, you have, do you have enemies like in the Russian government or something? No, I mean, personal not, enemies no, or that sort of no, thing? Nothing like that. There's no, I don't have any enemies in the Russian government. That's yours. That's, that's yours. It was cool. No, but I don't, definitely don't have any enemies, and I have nothing against the Russian people. I think it's, I think it's, it's something that's going to be sorted out. I, I think we have to sit down with Mr. Putin and, and sort this out. I think uh, when I fly in to Russia in a couple of weeks' time again, I just arrived from Russia, so I'm obviously not wanted there by the government because I, I didn't have any. I wasn't put under any questioning or anything like that. So I'm not paying any bills. So I think everything is fine, but. Are the games still going there, those big games in Russia? Are they? Uh, I have no comment about that.
Oh yeah. Did you did you see that picture of uh, of Helmuth, Phil Helmuth with George Bush? Yeah, that's right. Well, Phil Helmuth's getting close with George Bush, so the Russians didn't want to be left out. They put my photo up all over Russia. It would, it would be like a Cold War summit. You, Putin, Helmuth, and Bush. That would be, that would be a good sitting go. Who could play for making like poker legal? Whoever like lost had to make poker legal first. So if Putin and Bush would got a heads up, that'd be fine. I could close poker down, but that would be a good sit and go. We should call for that. Bush, Putin, Tony G, and Helmuth. What did you think of the fact that that Helmuth didn't wear a suit and didn't take off his baseball cap when he was meeting the president of the United States? Would you would you have gone in a suit or anything like that? I definitely would have. I probably wouldn't have wore a tie. Uh, I would have probably for Obama. I would have worn a tie as well. Would you have worn a logo, a party poker logo? I think that's not that important. I mean, I'm not going to try to promote a side. I think that would be insulting for, for a great president like Bush, who who banned uh, poker. In America, I mean, I wouldn't want to stick that much to him. <laughs> you, you offered this hundred-dollar caption competition. What do you think Helmuth was saying to Bush? Because it was like looked like Bush and Condoleezza Rice were actually listening to him. What was he talking about? I think they were talking about playing King Jack. <laughs> uh, did you see that Tony G? That uh, you know that Russian called with King Jack all his chips and Ralph Perry. Ralph Perry, yeah. So they're probably talking about that hand and and and, and, and like it's a hand not to overplay, especially to call an all-in bet from. So Bush said to Helmuth, I've got this problem with King Jack. And Helmuth said, you should listen to Tony G. Just don't overplay it. It's no hand at all. Yeah, and you told him to have a look at it online. I'm sure they've been analyzing it. Oh. And now obviously Putin's involved in it, so you know, it's, it's, it's a big mess, but look, we're going to sort it out. I'm sure we can sort it out. Yo, Phil Helmuth, 11-time world champion of poker, bragging again. You're here listening to The Poker Show with Jesse May. Hey, guys, it's Kara Scott here. Enter your email address at thepokershowlive.com and get the show delivered twice a week. Also caught up with Tony in a more relaxed setting, his, his suite at the George Sank. Now, the George Sank is uh, the fifth, the, the, quite simply, uh, one of the nicest hotels in pal- Paris. It's, it's a palace, for crying out loud. You go in there, the, there's the whole deal. You, there's orchestra playing, flowers all over the place. And the rooms are beautiful. And where you stay in Paris, you know, if you're going to the aviation club and you're a poker player, directly related to, to, the, to the size of your bankroll, because you know, there's about five or six different options from the you know one and two star places around there's the the marriott and then of course if you're if you're flying high uh you, you do stay at at the george sank and you're living in the lap of luxury but it was nice got to ask tony about a couple of things with him in paris you know the european poker awards his match with isildur uh just his his thoughts and views there's tony g so tony we're here in your room at the george sank in paris have yep. you uh have you stayed here before yeah, this is where I stay. Uh, well, since I came into money, at least. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, can, to tell me some of your memories of coming to Paris before you had money. You didn't stay in the George Sank, I guess. No, I stayed in some hole somewhere. <laughs> down the road, where you know, the shower wasn't working or anything like that. But, you know, that's life, you know. It was good to be there, and it was still fun. And, you know, it's nice to win and to be able to afford to stay at the George Sank. Did you used to play in the big game here in Paris with uh, George the Greek and all those guys? Yeah, I play a little bit in that big game. I'm probably playing a bit below George the Greek. But I kind of came on the scene towards 
the twilight of his personal career. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I did I did play a bit with him, and I did play it in the big game every now and again. But sort of, I was always busy playing at WPT events here, you know, and running really deep. I mean, are those your favorite memories from Paris? The two final tables you made here. Oh, fantastic memories, and and also you know I won a lot of money in both those two finals because I had a big piece of Krista when when he won and I finished fifth that year. So financially, both years were really good, and and also did well in cash games in both years. So yeah, it's an ama- amazing memory here. And just I love the city in general. It's a very very nice city. So it's the award ceremony tonight. You're up for Poker Personality of the Year. Does that does that mean anything to you, or is it just another party, another award for Tony G? That means I have to be here. But <laughs> I don't know you're ready to win. fly. I'm not, <laughs> now that you're I'm not, not sure if I'm going to win the award. I think you're in, in the contest as There's well. no contest, Tony. <laughs> no it's contest. No, I, if I could vote, I'd vote for you. Okay, well, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, look, it's nice to get an award. I mean, uh, it's, hard, it's hard enough to win tournaments. Right? <laughs> it's better to try to think of some awards and win them. <laughs> I think that's easier, right? They're winning poker tournaments nowadays because all the young kids are so much better than me, so... Yeah, I think that's the, that's the way to go now. Just try to win lots of awards and <laughs> get publicity that way. Now, I haven't talked to you in a long time, but I just wanted to ask you about your match with Isildur, Victor yeah. Blum, a couple months ago. It was it was brilliant. Let me say, I watched the whole thing. And of all of them, I mean, you, you really gave it a run. You were way ahead for a while. Yeah, it was fantastic to be part of it. I was sitting there in New Zealand on my balcony. Uh, you know, with Zaska running around, it was it was fantastic. I mean, it was just an unbelievable uh, sort of moment. It was something to live for, and I really wanted that challenge, and I really thought that I matched up. It wasn't that far away. I mean, maybe just I was lucky with those hands, but there was nothing in it, and obviously I pushed the king six late just to try to win the contest. Right. You, Pete, there were some friends. I think Durr even had a bet on you. That's what it looked like on the yeah. internet. He got like three to one or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think there, were, yeah, there was a lot of betting going on and a lot of, you know, people would... My prize did come down. I think it started at like three to one and came down to like, I think, seven to four or something in the end. So there was, it was interesting, and it was like pretty close. And, you know, so I was trying to win. I was really trying to win, and my strategy towards the end was yeah, a bit tilted that way and it was look it was so close and so much fun and I'm just glad that I was able to be uh, good enough to take on whatever well, one of the best players on in that in that setup is he is he one of the best players you think in that setup the four tables the 5000 hands that sort of thing yeah i think i think that he's uh, he's the player that, that, that's that's very good at it that's very young very fresh and and very energetic and and he's hungry and and he's he's a, a genius talent it's difficult to take them on. At least that's what uh, you know. That's what people. That's what poker stars purport for signing him like that and making him the the most highest profile player now in poker stars. I mean, he's the guy. I mean, forget about Daniel. I mean, it's all about Isildur now. I mean, Daniel has to now play Isildur in the challenge just to like get some attention. <laughs> yeah, well, Daniel's different. I mean, different sort of personality. You know, he's the old school, a bit like me, and Isildur's the young kid that everyone wants to know. You know, he's ten times bigger than any of us now you know that's just the way it is well you were talking about a rematch i just want the response was so big i was wondering if maybe you would be willing to host some superstar showdowns or something like that on party poker i'll oh, take on other people yeah I've, definitely that's a good idea i mean i don't think that poker stars are not going to allow isla to play on party poker so that's unfortunate at the moment but i mean that can change in the future I mean, aren't there people out there you think that would be willing to take you on or that you would be willing to take on in that um, sort of format? I'm willing to take everybody on. I'm not, I'm not bothered. As long as it's stimulating and challenging, yeah. I mean, probably not every week, but maybe once every, you know, maybe four times a year. I think that could be 
fun and we can have some big build-ups. I think that we should do that. But know? there's got to be a webcam. I mean, I, I just oh, imagine I you I, sitting I there. So. It's not it's not produced in the right way. We wanted you know to no, hear what you were. And I look- offered the poker stars that we should we should do it at the PCA. I was going to fly it in. I wanted to delay it by a week and fly into the PCA, so that people could see us both sitting next to each other playing, whatever separated by some sort of a wall. That would have been the way to do it. But I think that's how parties should do it. In our challenge, if, if we can do challenges and if we can get you know, some opponents that want to play with me, I think that's the way to go. Something crazy, you know. A- any chance we might see you in Vienna next month? Yeah, I'm definitely planning to be there. I'm oh, good. It's in, it's, in my, it's in my diary. I'm definitely going to play and to ski and then play. <laughs> so, yeah, I love Vienna and it's great, great memories. And yes. That was your first, that was where you began, wasn't it? That's where I came off the streets uh, to become a poker player. <laughs> Some I'd call, uh, you know, even more than a poker player. But yeah, I mean, basically, yeah, you know, from the streets of Vienna onto onto the onto the scene, into Concord and the old games there, the big games with the Jeff Lissandro and those guys. I just want to say, Tony, you you look like you've lost a lot of weight. Have you? It's been working out or what? You had to buy all new clothes or something like that. (laughs) Is this your New Zealand health farm with uh, Lee Nelson? Yeah, I've been doing a lot of sort of exercise and eating a bit healthier, although that's gone badly here in Paris. <laughs> but I was just at the gym just now, and uh, yeah, I mean, I have a long way to go. I want to get down, you know, quite a lot more uh, to get really healthy and fit. But yeah, it's a thing that's important, you know, in life. If you're successful in some aspects, you have to be terribly successful in others as well. So but you lost all this weight, weight without making a weight bet or anything like that. I mean, you could have no. made a lot of money. No, there's no way. I'm not really interested. <laughs> All right, listen, good luck tonight, Tony. Good luck here in Paris. Thank you. Cheers. And <laughs> I'd forgotten almost to ask him. Now, this thing got created kind of by Tony G and, and Party Poker. I think them following along the heels of his publicity, Tony came out and made some pretty raucous statements about the French. How, how, how bad they were at poker, how he was going to dominate them all. Uh, and it sort of evolved into a one table. Tony and a, a couple of French pros like Bruno Fatusi um, and, and some, some internet qualifiers from Party uh, who were playing for a seat in the high rollers. It was a sit and go. Now, the thing is, this sit and go ended up taking place. Um, Right after the European Poker Awards, which was – now, these European Poker Awards, and we'll talk about them in the next show, but you're talking about six-hour open bar. I'll just start with that. And so uh, by the time everybody got over there – and I, I didn't get over there until about you know, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, and Tony was in full form. He had just given the waiter a 1,000-euro tip for, for some brandy or cognac or the whole thing. Um, so he was absolutely merciless at the table and in, in, in fine fettle and form. But here I'm asking him, just in the, in the George Sank before it, uh, about what his views are on the French. And uh, we're getting explained to us exactly what this tournament is about uh, in the evening. So that's at the ACF tonight? Yeah, that's at the ACF tonight at, after the award ceremony at 10 o'clock. Ah. And uh, the, winner takes, the winner gets a ticket to the high roller the next day. Nice. So do you feel like you backed yourself into a corner here, Tony, saying those things about the French people? Yeah, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm used to doing that. I'm always <laughs> putting myself in a difficult position. I can find that. So well, it's just going to be a bit of fun. And obviously it's a lot of luck involved in terms of who's going to win, but... I just hope to go out there and have fun and make a good show. But do you honestly believe that most of the French players are, are, are weak or some of them? Look, there's no doubt that the French players in general are much weaker 
than than other players, you know, Scandic players, for example, Russian players, right? I mean, in general, they're, they're much weaker. I mean, they're, they're probably much more open-minded with the hands they play. They're, they're probably richer. That's the reason. They probably enjoy life more, so they play more hands. They're happy to lose <laughs> to the stronger players. Red wine and poker. <laughs> yeah, red wine, poker, good food, and they're happy to donate to the stronger guys, like me. <laughs> and what about Bruno? You've played with him before. You like seeing him well, in a game. Bruno's a very good player. Well, Bruno's yeah. different. I mean, he's Sicilian anyway, so he's like, I can't consider him French, you know. <laughs> All right, good luck tonight. I'm the best now, and I smash it now. I've proved it already across European side, across American side. If you don't wind me up anymore, I'm sending everyone broke, and that's the problem. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Sinisa. I'm with the Royal Flush Girls. You're listening to The Poker Show with Jesse May and Party Poker. Well, that's all we have time for today. Check out the pictures of that billboard uh, with Tony G on it on, on the poker forums if you, if you get a chance. And uh, next show, plenty more from France, uh, catching up with all the, the Paris people. Uh, a lot of guys there surrender soon. Our Sam Trickett was in town uh, trying to get his award, making the final table. Uh, so a lot of stuff coming up next time on the poker show. Good night. Good night.